Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Changing the Lost Vanity. Vanity is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game set in southern Florida during the year 1993. Father Katrina, played by Tillman, Raymond, played by Chris, Isabel, played by Andrew, Frank, played by Slavic, and Adam as the storyteller as they uncover the mysteries of the true fae and forge new paths for themselves in a world of beauty and madness. Follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM for channel updates, and we hope you enjoy this episode. We're going to cut to uh, Katrina. Uh, You and Raymond are kind of just walking through the hedge right now, and it seems like it's maybe been an hour since since you guys departed this this uh this sort of encampment of this guy that that Raymond just just ended with an axe and you guys have kind of just been walking along uh side by side he hasn't been saying much at all and it's not really clear where you guys are going he's just kind of looking forward and just kind of like just marching along and he's gripping this this axe and he still has this uh this smear of blood over his face and it's it's completely dark where you're at right now but you're occasionally able to just like see this shine on his face when the axe sort of catches the reflection of the of the moonlight or it's not moonlight it's it's who knows what the source is because there's there's no stars here there's there's nothing it's so desolate and you guys are kind of just like walking side by side and you wonder how much time has actually passed. It could it could have been longer, it could have been shorter. It's just like it's it's just so hard to tell here. And what's going what's going on in your head right now is you guys kind of just like are sort of walking calmly after this after this kind of crazy scene where you you had to like fight for your life. I think uh, Katrina goes very quiet for for a while or after some time when I'm just walking along and tries to work through things in her head. Yeah, and I think... Um, so she definitely wants to get out of the hedge right now. But I think she has a hard time like coming to terms with uh, Raymond wanting to stay behind. And, I mean, I don't know if... Um, I think Raymond probably did actually express to you that he was he was like staying here to fix it. And it's like, you can almost like see in his eyes that it was... It was like more than a decision. It's just like something that you feel like you're probably not going to be able to like convince him otherwise of. Yeah, it was like a final statement. And yeah. And he's yeah. just like kind of looking at you. It's almost like he turns his back to you for a second as he looks off to the side. And then he kind of just turns back and, and he stares at you. And he's just like, well, I think I'm going to press on this way. And I don't know if you want to come with me or not, but... I'm staying here till the end, no matter what it takes, no matter what happens. Well, as far as I know, I'm trapped right now. I'm coming with you. All right. Uh, then we keep going I forward. See, yeah. If I see an opening, I'm, I'm going to take it. All right. That's fair. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Well, then we just keep going forward. And um, Katrina, there's actually... There's actually a role for like if you're trying to kind of navigate your way out of the hedge. Mm-hmm. So let me see. I have it right here. 
So let's see. It's a was it, we're gonna say it's an unfamiliar area. So and how long have you been there? We'll say one to eight hours. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. So it's gonna be you can do one roll every three hours, and you're gonna need uh, two successes to get out of there. Okay. Let's do wits and survival plus weird. Can I use a willpower point? Yeah. I have five successes on the first nice. roll. So it's like we're, we're going to say then that you guys you guys keep walking for like another ten minutes where you're like right by his side, and it's like you catch a glimpse of something that seems almost like familiar, something that seems like it's it's kind of just more of the of the human world than it is of, of this place. And it's it's like you just feel like if you went that direction. Something in you is telling you, like, you know, if you go in this direction, this is the way out. It's like, it's the weird telling you. I'm grabbing Raymond by the elbow. And you go to, you go to pull him and it's almost like he, he knows what's, what's this way. And he goes to walk for a second and then he just stops and he's like, no, Katrina, I can't. I'm not done here. There's still more I have to find out. There's still more I have to, I have to do. I have to, I have to fix. I think I... I found my purpose here for right now. Okay. Do you want me to tell Manny something? Or, well, any of the people back there? And he's kind of like staring. It's like he's staring past you at the ground. And he just kind of, without looking at you or making any kind of eye contact at all, he just kind of shrugs. He just lifts his shoulders up and just like, like, I don't, I don't care. And, he looks up at you and he, he gives you this really warm smile and he, he reaches his hand out and he, he touches your face and he's like, Katrina, good luck out there. And then he, he turns his back to you and you just see him starting to walk off into the, into the, the swampiness of the hedge again, the ax over his shoulder and he's, he's whistling and you just kind of hear the whistle just like trail off as he disappears from view. Uh, Katrina turns around very quickly, in fact, and like follows the uh, the small glimpse of uh, that she got of the like well real world or yeah, she and it's it to be the real world. It's almost like a it's almost like going towards the light. It's like you see this sort of you see the sort of landscape changing a little bit. You see the the darkness lessening, and you just like you just you just follow that path and. Within 10 minutes, it's kind of like you step through the woods, you step through the brush, and you're in a, a, a yard. It's somebody's backyard, and it's nighttime. You hear crickets. There's no cars. The streetlights are off. People's houses are off on this street, and you see houses on this street. You see a few. You're right inside the backyard of one of them, and you just feel this this like a uh, wave of relief rush over you as you as you take as you take your first steps onto the onto the the soft grass of, of this place how do i look right now so you look at yourself you know you, you you like stare down at yourself and you you're wearing whatever you had been wearing that night that you that you took the nightcap and you and you dreamed but your your clothes are all torn they're covered in dirt you have these scratches on you from the from the uh, vines and the thorns, and trying to, you know, trying to 
go through them and, and make your way through them, trying to like trailblaze the hedge. You kind of have have gotten these small injuries, these little cuts that are, you know, shining red and your clothes has like many tears and stuff like that. It's covered in, in dirt and you you say like, Wow, I'm a mess right now and you take a look down and you but you're there, you know, you're all there. And you're okay, and you realize that you you realize that you made it out of there in one piece, and it's it's a it's like a it was like a survival a feeling of just like a, you were in like a survival situation, and you were put in fight or flight, and you you made it, and it's like it's the adrenaline of it is still kind of like coursing through you as you take a deep breath of the of the air, and it's it's just different air. It's just like a, it just it just tastes. It's it's like it's like you feel the safeness of just being here, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, Katrina definitely wants to uh, get back home somehow, or at least uh, get uh, inside somehow. I think the first thing she would do is uh, like uh, walk along the street and try to find like a sign with the street name on it. Mm. And you don't recognize where you are at the moment at all. Is the sign at least like? Is it something that she would recognize, possibly, or is it uh, at least in English? Yeah. So you you wonder for a second. You're just like, I don't know where I am. Like how how far away am I? And as you you kind of start to like make your way up the street, it's like this nice neighborhood, kind of a gated community, kind of upper middle class neighborhood, and you're kind of just like walking on this sidewalk. It's completely silent around you save for the crickets and the sounds of the night and stuff and you're just kind of like walking and, and trying to look for any signs of familiarity and you think and the the air still fears, feels the same as home the temperature still feels the same you okay. know it's 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 hot it's it's almost tropical you know and and you know that this is one of the only places where Like one of the only places in the country where it's like that. So you're assuming like, okay, I, I didn't go that far. Like it still feels like it's home or somewhat close to home. And, you know, you, you see like a sign for like a street sign and you don't really recognize the street, but you're like, okay, it looks like, it looks like I'm still in the same area. It's not like a different color or anything like that. And you just start walking and you're, you're, you're sure to find something familiar if you just keep going, you know, or, or something, someplace where you can, make a call or, or do whatever. Yeah, that's the next plan. Try to find a phone booth or, well, it's the middle of the night. Buses probably don't work any out anymore, but she can't afford a cab. <laughs> yeah, so you're just you're just walking and um, basically this area that you're in right now is super residential. It's like all houses and stuff like that. Just like you're walking past people's driveways and you're walking past their cars and Like you can see all the lights are just like off in all these houses and it's it's completely quiet. And you just keep going for about an hour, you know, just alone with your thoughts, just like walking, just like no cars passing you, no signs of, of any people or anything at this point. And it's like it's kind of uh it's kind of calming to you as you just like keep keep uh walking to to try to find like a, any kind of place you know anything that's open really you're not sure what the actual time is either but it's really late night or early morning because the street lights aren't even on um about 
about 45 minutes passes and you start to see like these bright lights of like a Cumberland, it's a Cumberland farms. It's a, you see some cars that are kind of like they're pumping gas or whatever. You see some, some kids hanging out outside. You like wonder for a second if it was some kind of like mirage. Cause it's just like, you know, it's just these shining bright neon lights that are kind of just like calling to you as you like see it. And you're like in a more downtownish area now, like you see, you start to see some cars passing and stuff like that. You see the traffic lights change to green, and you see some cars uh, pass you in the other direction. And you just see, like, it's like, oh, okay, like this, this is like a place, and there's people, and it's like, it's like a, a wave of comfort kind of like washes over you. Yeah, you said there was a gas station. Uh, can I go inside, or is it like? Yeah, it appears to be completely open. Okay. Uh, you see people like entering and exiting and it's like, there's always like those, those sorts of gas stations everywhere. They're like Cumberland farms or, or whatever that just um, are open 24 hours. There's kind of like a section off to the side where there's a lot of uh, 18 wheeler trucks parked. Like the drivers will kind of pull off to like a side area of the parking lot to sleep in their trucks or whatever, or, you know, maybe they're in the middle of their ride and they just like, you know, it's it's like a it's like a truck stop kind of gas station. Yeah, I want to go inside and check if they have a phone that I could use. So you make your way to the door, and these two teenagers that are sitting outside, sitting on the the curb near the entrance, drinking like frozen drinks, kind of look out at you, and they you just hear one say to the other, "Whoa, look at that." And they're both like just kind of staring at you in shock as you as you open the door and go inside. I look at them sternly, like mind your own business. <laughs> and they and they turn away as to as to as to not mess with you. And you open the door and go inside, and you hear that bell of the that little bell that they keep on the door ring behind you. And the cashier just looks up and looks at you, and then looks down for a second, and is just like, "Holy shit!" And he's just like, "Uh." Ma'am, are are you okay? Do you need me to call an ambulance for you or something? You're oh, all bloody, I'm, miss. Yeah, I I, I fell down uh, walking down a hilltop and cut myself up, but it's all right. It's all right. Uh, I just need to get home. <laughs> Can I use your phone, maybe? And he's he's looking at you kind of like hesitantly, and he's just like, yeah, yep, no problem, sure thing, sure thing. Just just come back here, okay? And he he like. He pushes this little, it's like a small waist-high door that um, separates the counter from the, you know, the the sales floor. And he pushes that little, like, uh, it's almost like a like a bar door thing. He, he, like, pushes it open for you to, like, step inside. And he gets this, this, uh, this phone. It's, it's not like the wall phone kind. It's, it's got, like, the big curly cord. And he just <laughs> gives it to you. And it's like, you... He, he he like places it up on the counter and it's the kind where you have to like dial in the numbers. You have to roll the numbers sure. in. So uh, he's just so like, here you go. Just uh, look, take all the time you need. Okay. And he's looking at you and you like see this pity in his eyes as he just kind of like looks at you like, like, sorry. He's yeah, probably you, imagining man. that you're, you know, maybe one of the city's homeless or some sort of vagrant or somebody who's just kind of wandered in. But it's like, and you have to imagine like people who work at these 24 hour places deal with 
sorts of like weird shit, like at all hours of the night, just like oh, yeah. people and, and drug addicts and, and stuff like that. So he's, he was almost like reluctant when he, when he first, like when he first talked to you and now he kind of like feels bad. He kind of sees that you need help. Yeah. Well, I, I guess he didn't expect that Katrina is actually like composed. I mean, yeah, exactly. She looks wild, but uh, and it's, she's it's, got her wits about her. Yeah, and it's like as soon as you spoke and and you were kind of like polite and you know you almost like gave like a, a chuckle at the situation and stuff. He he just went immediately to just like feeling sorry and giving you this like look of pity. And he's just like, "Look, can I get you anything? Can I get you an ice pack, some water? You need anything?" Yeah, some water would be great. I, I probably need to try some phone numbers uh, to reach someone right now. But Yeah, it's okay. Maybe. It's okay. Just take your time. Just take your time. Like, what's somebody like you doing out here right now? Uh, oh, dude, I, I was on a horrible camping trip. <laughs> yeah, looks it. You're all cut up there. Did you get attacked by something? He, 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 like, he tries to laugh a little bit, and his face just turns serious again. He's just like, ah. Oh. Look, just just stay here, just relax, make make your calls. We'll we'll take care of you here. Don't worry about it. And he he snaps his fingers and he just like yells to this employee in the corner of the store with with headphones on to just bring a water over. And the guy doesn't hear it first and he kind of like pulls one headphone away to to listen in and then gives a nod. And by the looks of both of them, they both look like they they couldn't be uh older than than 25 they're both they're both young guys uh you know he's behind the counter and the other guy is this heavier set um young man who's who's pushing the mop around and they're both wearing these like red vests over their whatever clothes they're wearing it's just like you you throw the vest on and you're you're ready for work <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah exactly so i'm trying to think uh who she would call first and which numbers you would have memorized, but I'm thinking probably Norma. I would I would say you probably remember her number. So yeah, you you go ahead and you you dial the number into this into this phone, and it's like it's 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 taking too long to do it, and you're just like trying to trying to just get this call out right away, like very anxious to just like hmm. just speak, you know. And the, the phone rings a, a few times and, you know, on the third ring, the, the phone answers and you don't hear anything on the other line, but you do hear just like the phone pick up and just, you hear like some breath. Hey, Norma. Who is this? Katrina? Katrina. Yes. Jesus. What, what hour is it right now? Do you, I have no idea. What's um, the matter? I kind of need your help. Okay. Where, where are you, honey? Uh, yeah, can you pick me up at, uh, and I turn around to the guy and like, hey, sorry, uh, where exactly is it that we're... And, and he just, uh, he just, um, he picks the phone up and he's just like, hello, miss, um, 367 State Street. And he just hands the phone back to you and he gives you a nod like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, crashing at this, uh, at this gas station right now. Oh my I just god, need to why ride are you... home or maybe maybe you can take me to your place and Yeah, I'll I'm leaving right now. I'll look, I'll be there in a in a bit. You you can tell me everything. Just just stay tight, okay? Yeah. And thank then the you, phone Norma. just immediately no, hangs up. Like you're you're like saying that and you know, you just hear like the dial tone on the other end. 
Like, if you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try. And you just, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, hang up. And I uh, give the guy at the counter a big smile and like take the water and I'll try to um, ease things up a little bit. Like I'm okay and I've known her for a long time. Well, you're lucky. You're lucky to have some good friends, you know. A lot of the people that come in here to use the phone, they don't have any friends. You know, they burned every last bridge they could in life. I can oh, tell yeah. by looking at you, though, you, you don't seem like the sort that's usually out here. Well, what kinds of people do you get? You mean like, you know, like, like drunks like, and homeless people or what? Yeah, yeah. Drunks, homeless. Yeah, okay. Tweakers, uh, prostitutes. You don't look like any of them for some reason, and it's, it's puzzling to me. But either way, I mean, now you said you came from camping? Where the hell would you go camping around here? You look like you just walked straight in. I mean, look, if you don't want to tell me it's okay, I mean, surely it's it's none of my business. And you see the guy with the headphones is kind of just like, just leaning on the counter, like opposite side of, of you. And he's kind of just like wiping it down with this with this white rag and just like, you know, occasionally looking up to look at you. Yeah, I got roped into this um, pretty stupid camping trip thing. Like, uh, nothing weird or anything, just, you know, people I probably don't want to hang around with uh, anymore. Oh. Hmm. Well, he's just like, you know, I'll just say, I'll just tell you this. It, it is dangerous out here. And, you know, a girl like you, a, a pretty girl like you, maybe not a best idea to be to be walking around these these at night, you know? And it's it seems like a safe enough place, sure, but I'm I'm sure you've seen the news, right? I'm sure you've heard about the the people that have, have been murdered recently or the, or the kids that have gone missing. And the guy with the headphones is just like, Davey, shut up. Why are you trying to scare about that stuff? It's just, look, oh, no, uh, I'm aware. I've read the news. Sure. Yeah. She's aware. Okay. She's read the news <laughs> and they start to like argue a little bit and you just kind of, uh, you can just like go back to your thoughts for a second as you like, wait for Norma to pick you up. Yeah. I'm anxiously awaiting her arrival. Like, and where are you? <laughs> Twenty minutes later, you know, peels into the parking lot, and you just see that that uh, front door swing open again with that bell just ringing like crazy, as she as she kicks the door open as as hard as she can, and she's like, "Katrina, oh my god, Katrina!" And she she looks at you, and she's just like, "What the hell happened to you?" And she's she's like becoming upset, and you, you're starting to see like the the tears in her eyes form, and she she immediately rushes over to you. And she puts her hand, she puts her hand on your shoulder, and she's just like, "Oh my God, my Katrina!" Oh, Norma, thank you for coming. Can we just can we just get going? I, yes, yeah, I really want to go. A shower, get rid of all this, and then I and, can. Um, she yeah, so she she like uh kind of takes you under her arm and pushes the door open in front of her, and she she gets in the car, and uh well first first she opens the passenger door for you and like sets you in the car gently and just like gets on her side and it's this it's this um forest green jeep and it has like the the plastic plastic like cover over the top you know mm -hmm. and you guys start driving and, and she takes a cigarette out and she lights it and she's just like oh my god katrina what what the hell happened to you are you, are you okay did somebody hurt you where have you been no, uh, I got lucky. Someone did not get to hurt me. And I stupidly walked into the hedge. You walked in... 
Okay. You're okay though. You're okay. It's all right. Yeah. How did you, uh, how the hell did you get into the hedge? I'd rather not get into it. That's fine, honey. Why, why, why would you go in there? Why would you do such a thing? It's hard to explain. It's just something that, uh, that felt like the thing to do to me at the time. And she, she turns and looks at you and then looks back at the road and then she, she does it again. And the second time she goes and looks at you, you see her face is like scrunched up and like, there's like just tears like coming out of her eyes. And she's just like, why, why would you do something so dangerous? What? I saw Raymond. In the hedge? Yes. In the hedge. I'm so confused right now. I look, I know the, the past few days have been very difficult. I, why are you guys messing around in the hedge? I, I don't understand. Look, maybe, maybe I made a bad decision, but I wanted to know where Raymond is. And in a way, it occurred to me that uh, I could find out, you know, uh, by trying to find him in my dream. You know. I think I understand. And, and you ended up there. Yeah, it all made sense. Uh, to me, like when I was dreaming, but right now it's very tough to, for me to put in words. What's Raymond doing there? So, you uh, recall that we and especially Raymond believed that there was, well, one of them in in his house, and that is why, well, you know, all this happened. And Katrina is very uncomfortable with. Uh, saying some of the things Norma just like interrupts you. And she's just like, listen, I don't, I don't know if you went in there to try to help Raymond or what, but you have to listen to me. You don't have to do that. That's, that's not your, that's not your place to, to have to go in there and try to try to bail him out. You're, you're a good person. And, and I, it's one of the, one of the reasons why I appreciate you so much, but look, his problems are his own to deal with. And Katrina, I, I think that, Whatever happened, I think Raymond is is suffering from some some sort of delusion, and I just don't want you to get get dragged into whatever he's he's doing. Uh, I'm not sure it's some sort of delusion. I think he he has a point. He decided to stay there. Uh, I r- couldn't really talk him out of it. Stay there for what? Actually, there's uh, we found one of the fetch makers. Jesus Christ. And he attacked me and Raymond saved me. Is this something that's going to come back for you? And you see her, she's like, she has her hand out. She's just like, you know, she's, she's touching your, your elbow, your elbow. And she's just like, panic. I have no no idea. Is this something that, is this something that, that, that knows you that's going to come back? Oh no. Uh, it's dead. Jesus. And is this your Raymond's doing? Yeah. And you just see she she like bites her knuckle for a second, and you just see like the the tears running down her face just more extremely, and she's just like she she's crying and she's like I almost lost you again, I almost lost both of you, and she's just like sobbing hysterically. I wouldn't tell Norma about the snake lady. Uh, Katrina's uncomfortable mentioning that. That's fine, and um, so Norma's just like she's just like driving and crying, and she's just like. I just, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to keep my people safe. Okay. There's one important thing I need to tell you that Raymond found out for us. Okay. Tell me, tell me now. In 
in Manny's backyard. There's an opening to the hedge, and Raymond accidentally walked into it. And I believe it has something to do, or we believe it has something to do with these uh, dolls that have been appearing on his on his front door and uh, around his house. So I and believe there's, there's some sort of group around here that is uh, trying to make us vulnerable. And you see her, she just like thinks for a second. And she's just like, you know, Manny called me the other day about about something else. It's about uh, Charlie. Basically, he 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 was in a scarecrow ministry. You, do you know about those? It's like a secret club. It's like a it's a, it's a what now? It's kind of hard to explain. Basically, the idea is they would make urban legends and and try to commit acts to perpetuate the belief in it. It's like I don't know if you've ever heard of Bloody Mary or any of those sorts of things, but uh, well, yeah, <laughs> that story I know. It's a, it's a thing that pops up in freeholds, but I didn't think we had one here. And I don't know if the one that Charlie was in, maybe things got a little bit, a little bit too much. They might have, they might have gotten in too deep with some of that stuff. But I didn't know about it before, and and I know about it now, and now I know about this. So what does it mean? Uh, I I don't know. I I feel like I have a puzzle with just just too many parts right now. It's just. Maybe we can meet Manny in tomorrow. You're right. Tomorrow, it's it's just it's just late right now. Uh, yeah. Look, do you do you want me to bring you home, or you can you can stay at my place if you don't want to be alone? It's it's fine. It's fine. I I wouldn't mind yeah, it. Yeah, I would. I would prefer that. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. And she just um, you know, she just keeps driving, and she she looks at you and and she tries to give you like a smile, but it's it's very ingenuine because as soon as she as soon as the smile stops it's like you just see this this panic just stress in her face just this like this like haunted look as she's just like kind of just driving hello folks have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games. The industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. 
That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. The Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. Central District is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Neon Masquerade The Demon's Mirror Thirteen Candles Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more. <laughs> 